Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! Well, it's, it's been like two weeks since you got to do that, dude. I know. You missed me, didn't you? Uh, well, it's kind of quiet around here. You know, people could come out without scared of uh, seeing you. And Why would they be scared of seeing me? I don't know. You're not I mean, that bad. I mean, you know, come on. I look like Guy Fieri. Uh, Gary from Rascal Flats, whatever. Whatever. So, Everybody loves Rascal Flats. Glad to have you back, sir. How have you been? Man, I've been great. I've been great. Still trying to catch up on my sleep a little bit, but other than that, I'm feeling good. Yeah, them little red eyes catch up to you, don't they? Them red eyes in Las Vegas in general just catches up with you. Yeah. It's one of them towns that just don't sleep. sleep. You doing gambling? No, I didn't. No gambling. No, no. I have no problem losing money. <laughs> don't need I, play with, I play with cars. I have no problem losing money. You don't need their help. So no, I don't, I, don't, I don't need another way to lose money. I'm with you there. Plus, I work too hard for my money to give it away out there. That's what I'm screaming. So, the big question, how was SEMA? Man, SEMA was phenomenal. Always, always a good time out there in Sin City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got so much cool stuff to talk about. We've got so many call-in guests lined up for future shows. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. I mean, we'll be talking about this stuff for six months still. Is there anything wrong with that, though? I don't see a thing wrong with it. I don't it. see a thing wrong with it. I mean, you even got a hat on. You I even do. got a SEMA hat on. I do. It's like someone nice, who I know so well, brought me back a SEMA hat. It's, it's like my friend went to Vegas, and all he bought me was this crappy hat. Yeah, this crappy hat. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for the hat, though. I like the hat. I do, and it looks good on you. I wouldn't be wearing it if it didn't. I mean, I mean I'm going to be honest with you. You make the hat look good. I make the hat look good. You do. Like, SEMA should call me for next year and say, hey, Robert. You could be a professional hat model. We want you to be a hat model because you make it's the beard, isn't it? it yeah, something like that. Yeah, it is. Something. Uh, it's, it's the face. I get it. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so, what was your favorite thing about SEMA? What did you enjoy so much this year? You know what? I think the best part about SEMA, you know, everybody's different. You know, a lot of people go for the cars, and a lot of people go for the new parts and all the new things that are out. But my biggest thing with SEMA is I get to meet people and get to speak to friends and talk to friends that, you know, normally I only talk to online or talk to over the phone that I don't get to see on the daily. Right on. And that's really cool that, you know, this place brings us all together. It's like the hot rod homecoming. No, it is that. It's very much that. It's And it's awesome for that. I mean, last year when I went and, of course, um, things we talked about last week, things didn't allow for me to go out there this year. Uh, but next year we're planning on going back and going back with a vengeance, might I add. With a vengeance? And, um, you know, that is the coolest thing is getting to see all these industry leaders and getting to speak with them firsthand and putting a name to the face, if you will. And, you know, meeting some of our friends, like you said, that's the, that is what's cool. And I'm getting a phone call mid-recording. I'm not even answering that. I mean, you know what? You know, maybe maybe I, maybe I should answer. Maybe you should take. They it. know where I'm supposed to be. What? I mean, I'll call people on their job. That's when I'm screaming. And I'm just going to ignore that. So rude. I know it's absolutely rude, isn't it? I mean, it's craziness. So I'm sitting here trying to talk about semen. People are calling me. That's okay. what I'm screaming. 
So, but yeah, it, it's it's awesome. Turn the checks in the mail. Exactly. That's what I say. But I mean, it's awesome getting to see all these people that you know we've been talking to for quite a long time or had on the radio, and now they're out here and we can actually talk to them. One of the things that's cool about it is you know it's it's that personal connection. You know what I'm saying? You put a face with it. Um, you know, I mean, like we were walking around Monday on setup day, and you know, walking around, and who do we bump into? We went Facebook Live, guys. And like I said on the Facebook page, you know, that's where all that fun stuff is. But we went Facebook Live, just walking around setup day, because so many people don't get to see that. Even if you have a SEMA pass, most people don't get to come in on Monday right. unless you're an exhibitor. So, you know, we got to come in and get a little background. So unless you're exhibitor or media, you don't get to come in on Monday. So, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, sometimes that's the best time to look at the cars because nobody's walking around. Well, you know, and last year we talked about this. You get to see some very cool things. The setup. Like, like you, you ne- would never think, exactly, like the Porsche being rolled around on the forklift. Or like the displays, you know, like stuff still in crates just sitting there. Oh, yeah. And then you come in on Tuesday and it's like Disneyland. Yeah. I mean, all this, all this stuff is crated in, shipped in, or hauled in via trailer, and they got basically a day. Yeah. To make it magic happen. Let's start on Sunday, but I mean, as a rule, about two days. And the thing is, Chris, they work all night Monday night finishing it up. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's really neat. Like I said, we went Facebook Live, and you know, talking about bumping into people that you don't get to see that often. I mean, hey, this guy don't even live in the United States. I bumped into Sam Hart just walking around. Yeah. And I mean, Sam's always a great guy over at Hard Up Garage in the UK. Love Sam. Super cool guy. True legend. Yes, he is. And Sam's uh, Sam's one of the guys we've actually interviewed and had on this show. And that's something you can go uh, go back and look through the podcast and find our interview with Sam. You can even look that up on iTunes. It can be looked up on iTunes. So, that's right. So you can go to uh, www. Uh, <laughs> w- look at you. It's 1063WORD.com. Yeah. There's a www in front of that, too. Deba, deba, deba. I can't speak. I don't even think you have to type that anymore. It's kind of like an automatic. It is kind of automatic. So, yeah, go to 1063WORD.com. And you can go back through the podcast. Or like I said, you can type, just sign in yeah, iTunes and search iTunes. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. That's you can right. pull up every episode of Hot Rods and Happy Hour. But the thing that's really cool about it, though, like I said, you bump into these people. Um, I mean, And that's the fun thing. You know, and there was a lot of things changed around this year. You know, um, Dennis Pittsburgh usually hosts Seema Live. Right. You know, or, you know and, right. and that's a live talk show going on all day, every day of Seema. And, uh, I mean, some of the industry's leaders, I mean, just the, the big names in the industry, you know, Bear McGuire and all these new products and people coming out with these new things or new builders, they're there being interviewed all day long, every day of SEMA. And, you know, they had to change the roles there. Actually, Kevin Ost is hosting that now. And Kevin did a great job his first time out. They switched that around. You know, we're going to have Kevin on as a call-in guest because Kevin, I'll be honest with you, he makes the ultimate call-in call in guest. He has a cool YouTube channel called V8TV. Super neat. Definitely something you want to check out. He's a big muscle car guy from way back. Kind of looks like Uncle Fester. But other than that, he's cool. <laughs> and uh, su- but super nice guy. Very knowledgeable guy. And I'll be honest with you, if you want to know the what's what of SEMA, he can tell you all about it. And like I said, we're going to have him in as a call-in guest here in the near future. So that's definitely something to look forward to. All right. So switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about your favorite car out there. You mentioned this car a little bit last week while you were actually in Vegas. Um, but we got a picture of it. It's up on our Facebook page. So you can go check it out. By uh, far. I think it's actually the first picture you uploaded from SEMA onto our Facebook page. That car stopped in my tracks the first time I saw it. And it was built by Rochup. It's actually, I believe this is their first year having a SEMA build. Right. It's, a, it's, it's Vision Customs. 
And I mean, it's just a the the guy that owns it actually owns a vision glass shop too. I mean, it's like you know, it's not like his mainstream of income, but they built an absolutely gorgeous 1960 Cadillac. And I'm not the biggest big caddy man in the world. I mean, they're cool, but this car is absolutely gorgeous. My thing with these cars is they dechromed it just enough. They didn't take it all off. They took off just enough to keep it classy. Really clean. Yeah, they got they got rid of a lot of the chrome out of the grill and the bezels. A lot of side trim, things like that. But yeah. they kept the bumpers and they kept you know the big pieces they kept. And and I mean, so you know it's a Cadillac as soon as you see it. And of course, the sixties got the big pointed tail fins on the back, and I always like them a lot better than the fifty nines. Oh, I love the fin cars. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's a gorgeous car. This thing's a boat. I mean, it's probably twenty two feet long. And it's a convertible, bright red leather. Yeah, I was about to say, and it bleeds red. From Bleeding the red on it. I mean, you open the doors and it's like gory inside. It's bright. I mean, like a horror movie. And how about the wheels? A, a nice kickoff rendition to traditional Cadillac wheels. Aren't yeah, they look like Cadillac hubcaps, but they're actually 22-inch wheels on this thing. And it's on air ride, and it's powered by a big block Chevrolet with a throttle body on it. Super clean build, super cool ride. This guy bumped it right up, drove right out on the cruise. I mean, <laughs> and it's just a bad ride. And, and you know, when you put the top on, it's got a black hearts cloth top, which is like the Mercedes Benz convertible tops. Right, gorgeous car, beautiful car, and I mean, and black and straight as an arrow, and didn't hide a thing. And you know, and for one to achieve a black paint job over such a large canvas like that is next to well, impossible. Well, this is the thing you got to think about. And like we were talking about, you know, Josh came up there with us and Josh was a body man and and me and Josh were talking about, do you, do you can you imagine blocking that car? Oh god. They probably had a 2 by they probably had a 2 by 6 with probably 20 sheets of sandpaper on it and two guys working it blocking the quarters on that thing. I mean, it's insane yeah, just, just how big it sure is. Just to make sure you get the car absolutely straight. I'd just soon block a school bus. I mean, it's the same difference. Yeah, I mean, and I mean that's what people don't realize with black paint job. I mean, yeah, from the factory they look great, but when you're doing a custom car like this to make and a car this old that was when it left the factory, it, it wasn't, wasn't that perfect. great to no. begin with. Yeah. I mean, these cars were mass produced to get out on the road and then make it sixty years old. Yeah, and, add, and add sixty years to it. Yeah, and then paint it with a black paint job that absolutely it looks like wet paint sitting here. Oh, I mean, it's beautiful, jet black, and it looks like a six foot deep. Yeah, and I mean, and just straight as a banjo string down the sides, and I love that. It's it definitely is absolutely beautiful. You need to hop on our Facebook page and absolutely check out this car because it is one of a million. But guys, uh, speaking of, we got to take some uh, commercial breaks and we're going to be talking more about SEMA, Rob's experiences out there, the cars we've seen, the cars uploaded on our Facebook page. There's plenty more to come right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Man, we're talking about SEMA. We are talking about SEMA. Tell you what, man, that was a wild time. I mean, I like, like, it's so crazy. Like, I still am having Vegas flashbacks. Are you? It was craziness. Yeah, I am too, and I ain't go this year. I'm still having them. I'm, I'm still, I'm having them vicariously through you. Exactly. So let's talk about this sweet little Corvette that I'm looking at that That's is right. on our Facebook page. This car's actually got a really cool story, but let me tell you about the car first. Tell me about the car. It is a gorgeous Corvette. Of course, it's got the new LS setup in it. Um, the uh, the really cool thing about it's it like is... It's a gunmetal gray. It's a gunmetal gray with a mustard yellow, like trim and wheels, and it's got some mustard yellow straps on it. But you know what? It works. It's a good-looking car. It's actually in the Covercraft booth. Um, good-looking car, beautiful build, totally up-to-date. had a BMW dash in it. Um, total it had a Roadster Shop tube chassis under the car. The thing that was crazy about it was... Is I thought this car was a little interesting, and then I had something hit me in my head, and I had to send a text message, and I got confirmed on this. Mm-hmm. I actually used to own this car. 
That was kind of cool. Well, parts of this car. Well, the biggest part you see. <laughs> um, you know, back in the day, I had a, a custom Corvette, and I had it was a, it was actually an '80 Corvette. It was titled as an '80, but the car was back half by a company called ACI. They were up in Ohio. So basically, you'd buy you a brand new Corvette, and for ten thousand dollars, they would take your new Corvette and cut it in half, virtually, and put a '75 back clip on it. So you had a convertible Corvette because they didn't offer a convertible from 76 to 86 in Corvettes. Right. So it had a full working convertible top. It was a convertible Corvette. So, I mean, they only made like 1,500 of these cars in like three years. 80, 81, 82 is the only time they did it. Um, the cars, and they got some custom touches too. They had ground effects kits put on them. They, they were all customized. It's almost like the custom van of Corvettes right. in the day. The uh, Southern Comfort Corvette. Exactly. The Franklin Motor Coach of Corvettes, you know? And I mean, you know, like, it didn't get the paint fade, but that's about it. And, um, you know, some got a little more, some got custom hoods on them. Like I said, they all got the, the ground effects kits on them. They all had a Greenwood ground effects kit from the factory. Um, you could actually even got a turbo, a turbo option to get a turbo convertible Corvette. Nice. Little Corvette pop quiz. Zora Arcus Duntoff had a turbo 1980 Corvette. Nice. A white one. That was an ACI convertible. Very cool. Um, so I got this car, and I drove it for years. I loved it. It was my baby. You know, and I mean, it was, I mean, I'm showing my age, but it was like one of the first cars right here with 20s on it. And that was like the coolest thing. It was tucking 20s all the way around, you know, and I was rolling on dubs-ish. Now my pickup truck, <laughs> it came from the factory with 20s on it. But you know what I'm saying? Back then it was fun. And a great car, man. I drove this thing. This thing went through like an ex-wife, and then I was like a bachelor with a bright red drop-top Corvette. This is the Corvette that we've talked about several times before that was actually parked in your kitchen. Yes, it was, actually. It was my house, my first house I bought. You know, it was, I mean, I was young, and it was like a starter house, but I had a one-car garage. Well, you know, I was flipping cars. Well, I didn't really have room to park anything. Well, I wasn't going to let my baby sit outside, but at the time, I just bought a Camaro. I bought a 67 Camaro, and I couldn't let it sit outside either. And they got me thinking. My house was a patio house, like a slab house. Slab it was house, on a concrete, you know, a concrete pad. And I looked, and you know, so it was weird because the slab, my house had a little concrete patio off the back of it that was the same level as the floor. It was actually part of the floor of the house. Right. Then I got to looking at my sliding back door, took me a couple quick measurements, and then I looked at my aluminum track on my sliding back door, and I pulled it up. I just popped the track up, took the doors down, and I took and made me a little wood cover to go over it just so it wouldn't drive right over like the mounting parts for that track. Right. And I moved my kitchen table and put it, took the legs off, put it in the attic, and I put my Corvette in the kitchen. <laughs> and the thing that was cool about it was you would have never known, because I put the doors back up and, you know, put everything back up, you know, because, I, I mean, I didn't drive it every day then, but it was kind of cool because, like, you opened the front door to my house and there was a Corvette sitting there because, like, the living room was like a big studio apartment. You open the door and, like, the living room and the kitchen. They called it a great room. Yeah. But, I mean, it was the only thing great about that place when I got out of there. But you know what I'm saying. But, like, it was so cool because, like, it was the ultimate bachelor pad. You open the door and there's a Corvette sitting there. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm just looking for, like, southern homes and gardens to be, like, you know, doing that. Yeah, I mean, there's work. Martha Stewart's going to be like, so what kind of car do you have in your kitchen? <laughs> so let's talk about this car a little bit more. This, you know, And this uh, and this car is, they used very few pieces of my 80 Corvette. I actually sold this car to a man in Iowa, and then the car went to California, and then the car ended up getting built in Ohio. 
Um, this car's bounced all over the map. But the thing that's really neat about this car is they only used the quarters and the doors <laughs> off of my car. My car kind of got sour or got just basically used for parts along the way. When I sold my car, it was blown apart, and we were, we were fixing to paint this car. And what happened was is I sold it like that. It's an unfinished project. And the car basically got cannibalized. Motor and transmission got one, went, went one way. Somebody needed a frame, so the frame went another way. And then they had this ACI body and a title. So that got sold off. And that car was doomed from the start. My ex-wife would never drive that car, wouldn't ride in it. She hated it. She never rode in that car. And I had five years with her. And the thing that was so funny about that was, is I hate that car. I hate that car. And the guy that bought it was happily married. Guess what? He's divorced now. <laughs> and he sold it. I mean, that car is just heartache all over it. So, but anyway, long story short, I got, I got, I, I sent a uh, text and confirmed it. I said, yeah, that's your old car. That's awesome. That's the news. Now it's got a roaster shop chassis and it's LS. And I mean, it's gorgeous. It, they did some cool things with it, like with a wing on the back. It, you know, it's actually got the wing that's the motorized wing. The motorized you, wing. As you go faster, it goes up further for downforce. Well, and the thing is, when you cut the car off, it actually folds flat. You know, and they did something really neat. They actually put a seventy-two back clip and front clip on this thing. Yeah, I was going to say the uh, back and front clip looks a little bit different than what it should. Right. Well, see, it's actually got a seventy-two clip, and there's a reason why they did that. Now you can take this car to good guys' events because the 80 still a little too new for the car shows. Right. So, well, with 72, you can walk right into any of your good guys' shows. With, and it's the same car. I mean, there's no difference other than what they just changed. And, you know, they've done some interesting things with the headlights. It looks like a custom set of headlights in it. Right. They went with a, with a fixed headlight yeah, in it. Yeah, as opposed to the flip-up headlights. You and know? they're all LED. got the LED bars in them now. I mean, it's, it's a neat car. It's a great build. A little futuristic for my taste. But the you know, colors get me to a little bit. You know, well, I actually, I actually think the colors go on this car. And what's so cool is they've made this thing absolutely modern. I mean, this car is a brand. It's new even got car. the cutouts for like the new C7 Corvettes. How the door handles are cut into the quarters. Yeah. Same way on this one. Yeah, I mean, it looks like brand new Corvette C7 mirrors on it. Actually, yep. But uh, I mean, they've taken a. I guess what what year were this? I mean, it is eighty. I guess by title. Um, they took an 80 Corvette and turned it into what looks more like a 72 Corvette, but is absolutely more modern than a brand new Corvette. It is. I mean, it, it, I'll be honest with you, other than a few styling cues, you know, going back from 72, if, if you told me this is the new General Motors Corvette and they're really, and like, you know how like Dodge did the Challengers, you know, and they wanted first to make them like the 70 Challengers. Now they're looking like the 71, 72s. Yeah. If they said, hey, we're, we're, we're taking the Corvette, we're going to do a throwback on the 72, this is what General Motors would have came out with. Absolutely. I mean, this car is flawless top to bottom. I'm sitting here looking at the pictures that are up on our Facebook page, and you cannot find anything wrong with this car. The color choice, I think. I think nailed it. Whether you like the, the mustard yellow, whether you like the yellow or not, I think the color choice is absolutely spot on. And I hate to sound like Kim Pitts here, but that funeral home gray, <laughs> that thing like, drive by, you just lay your head down. It looks like wet concrete. Take your hat off, son. <laughs> show some respect. Well, speaking of showing, uh, we got to show some respect for these commercials. That's right, guys. They pay the bills. Stick around. We got a lot more to talk about today here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on one zero six three W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. Rob Pitts, Odd Rod. What's happening, dude? I can see you right now. You got that little, that little like a possum eating pumpkin seeds kind of grin going on. Yeah, I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, the manufacturer booths out there at SEMA. You know, like yeah, you know, Chevrolet, Ford, Mopar are always showing out. 
you know, with, with the Dodge guys. I bet also the key guys are showing out too, which is nuts. Really? They even had the hamsters there. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> <laughs> Some had to power the cars. <laughs> they were taking a break. I didn't say that. Um, so, uh, what did uh, what the Mopar fe- people bring to the uh, lineup? Mopar brought some really really neat stuff out. Mopar's going to that retro thing like they are full force going into the retro stuff. Yeah, speaking of that, have you seen their uh, new Cuda? They're talking about. You know what they've been talking about for so long. I think you know, and you see so many rumors. If you watch, like, if you're on Facebook all the time, you see the ad for the the retro Torino or the, oh, the retro, the new the retro Chevelle. or the Firebird, or the, yeah, or the Firebird. The uh, the Cuda though, I'm thinking they're really going to do this one. Well, this is my thing with this. Just like the same problem General Motors has. You know, Plymouth made the Cuda, not yeah. Dodge. Oh yeah. So it'd be like Chevrolet making a Trans Am. I yeah. mean, it, it don't. It, it don't, just don't work. It don't work. I mean, although I think the new Trans Ams that they make out of the you know the fifth gen and sixth gen Camaros, I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. But Pontiac ain't around. I mean, it's like making a new Studebaker Avanti. Yeah. Ain't no Studebaker. Uh, maybe if they just change it up and just call it the Cuda. Yeah. Well, and I mean, but, well, I, that's actually what they called. You know, they had a Barracuda and a Cuda. Yeah, exactly. And the Cuda was just an upbranded. Cuda was the hot one. It was yeah. the hot rod. The Barracuda and, and was just was, the basic. It, it was a little bit of a different car, actually. In all actuality, it's a little bit different. Of a a car. little. But, yeah, I, I think I think they might do with what they did with Ram, you know, and make it kind of a separate entity to Dodge. Because no longer is a – it's not a Dodge Ram anymore. It's just a Ram truck. Right. And I, I think we might be able to see that because I know they quit production on the Viper. So I'm thinking the Cuda is going to take over. They could. I'll be honest with you. Why would you buy a Viper? I mean, why? Buy a, buy a Hellcat. Buy a Demon. Well, you know, and I think maybe... If you Dodge, just want brute horsepower, Viper's think, not where it's at. I think maybe Dodge is seeing that, and I think the Cuda is a new platform to be able to... Uh, I think more people will be interested in buying this retro Cuda over the Viper. And I hate saying this, and I know I'm going to I'm going to step on some step on some snake toes when I say this. The Viper's... Like that was Dodge's attempt to go after the sports exotic cars. You know, and I will, and it, and it, I will say it was a good attempt. And it's not a flop. I no, mean, they no, sold. They did. No, they did sell. By no means was the Viper a flop, and by no means is it a bad car. The problem is, is, is it's an, an expensive car. Anytime you have to do anything to it. Well, that and also there's no resale value in the bottom no. falls out in these cars. Um, and I mean, I ain't saying the bottom falls out in all of them sooner or later. But these cars drop extremely fast. They do. The uh, and then on top of that, the V10 is a proven boat anchor with Mopar. You know, the, you know when the V10 first came out in 1994, they were putting that V10 in a steel block version in the pickup trucks. Right. You know what they did? About a hundred thousand miles. They spit the crankshaft out. Yep. <laughs> you know what the aluminum block or the aluminum the Viper version of that did? Does it about eighty thousand? About eighty thousand miles yeah. to spit the crank out. Yep. And and I mean this is the thing. I mean yeah, it's good for a little while. And then this is the next problem you have with any V10. They don't sound right. No, they don't. You change the exhaust on it. You know what it sounds like? A pissed off school bus. Yeah. And, no. and it's just not a. It's not. I mean, it's just not a sexy sounding machine. No. And, and you know, and we've said this before. And I I don't mean to get off topic too much. It's like when they did the SRT trucks. Awesome trucks. And you have yeah. the, the coolest pickup truck going around the block until it breaks. Now you own a Viper. Yeah. 
Well, on top of that, I mean, it's just as much to fix it. I mean, like the six-speed manual transmission pickups, I, mean, I think that was so cool. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, Ford Chevrolet didn't do anything with a Lightning or any SS to comp- compete with that. You know, in all honesty, the SS was a major disappointment it compared was. to the rest of the The cool thing trucks. about the SS was all-wheel drive. Yeah. Which, I mean, the Harley trucks came out all-wheel drive. Right. And, I mean, you got to think about it. You know, Ford, you know, they had a supercharger on them and all this stuff. And, I mean, and the Lightnings were impressive than the Harley trucks. So, now you got a crew cab, you know, and all this stuff. But, you know, the Dodgers, you could have got a crew cab, a regular cab. And then, you know, of course, you got a six-speed manual or an automatic with a V10. I mean, that's, that's just too cool. You know, and we're getting way off topic, but I think this is a good conversation, and I'm okay with it. But I think GM missed the mark. I think Dodge overshot the mark when it comes to muscle trucks. I think Ford nailed it. This is my thing, and I and I kind of I'm with you, and that's something you won't see me no, hanging I, with the Blue Oval Brethren. You, know, you won't see me on that one either. But but, but I, I agree with you there. First gen Lightnings, I think that truck you couldn't have made it any better. No, yeah, I think I, just out of the box, that was a great attempt by Ford and a fast, a very quick truck. Oh yeah, and then now you do the supercharged five four, they got even better. And and then okay. Go back and look at the first generation of the Silverado SS. It was a boat anchor 454 in a decent looking, yeah, cool looking truck. It was a blacked out monochrome truck. You know, I mean, it was cool, but all they did was rob GM parts. They you did. Know? I mean, it was nothing high performance. And you know, the wheels weren't that great. It was the same wheels as on a 350 truck. It was. And I mean, it was nothing. There was, I mean, there was nothing like that. I mean, the only thing that was custom was was the color matched. Body or the color match grill and bumpers, and then the stripe package. Yeah, that mean you know the sticker on the back. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So I mean, you know, they missed the mark there. Yeah, they did. You know, and the lightnings were tasteful. You know, it was all it was. Of course, it was color matched also, but they had a spoiler on the bumper. They had the two bumpers on the back. You had bucket seats, console. You know, lightning embroidered in the seats. What did a four fifty four SS a four fifty four SS have? It had the same. Burgundy red interior that Paul Paul's trucks got. You can get that same burgundy red interior that came in the SS truck in a V6 From 88 to 98, you could have got it in any Chevrolet yep. pickup truck. Yep, same interior. Yeah, or 88 to 94, Yeah, you could have got it. I, I mean, so they missed the mark there. Totally. And I, I mean, and I don't know if they had their hands tied. They kind of had play in like a certain area, like, hey, we'll rob this and we'll rob that. And, you know, maybe they were working with what they had. Yeah. Well, then you turn around, and and now, now I will say, in, in GM's defense, Ford kind of waits till GM makes their move to make theirs. Oh, of course. You it's always it been the like Impala that. You with the Impala SS, and then Ford came out with the Mercury Marauder, which is a better car. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. Fords are just natural followers of Chevrolets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually, they're, they're lagging behind. Right. But, um, but you'll look, have that. I mean, they came out with the second generation of the SS Silverado. Great truck. I have one. I love it is a awesome truck it's the darth vader of trucks it is but again gm missed the mark when they come out with that gen 2 lightning supercharger sitting on it the thing screams it will blow past the ss truck all day long and they it was all, out running five liter it was out running 4.6 mustangs and, at the time and a rare option but they were offered with a manual transmission yeah so i mean they just did it better and then dodge said well i want to get the muscle truck game and they just overshot they went a little crazy with it. Um, now, I would is there's faster? Yes. Yes, it is. But, you know, I would have liked a 5.7 Hemi with a supercharger on I believe better than the V10. I think a 5.7 with a Magnuson sitting on top of it would have answered back just as fine, maybe even better. Exactly. That right, or put an Eaton on a 5.7. Yeah, and probably been 
Well, I, I without a shadow of a doubt, been a more dependable truck, probably, and probably. cheaper maintenance. And and you know, and that's that's the thing with Dodge. I mean, it's exotic, but I want to tell you something. These exotic prices working on these things. I mean, you know, putting a twelve thousand dollar motor in a fourteen thousand dollar truck is downhill business all day long. Now, the cool thing I will say, and I would never want to discourage Dodge from making a move like this, and I wish GM and uh, Ford would also do the same, is it's kind of a shout-out to the old-school muscle car wars back in the day. Hey, you build one, we're going to build it bigger. And Dodge has always done that. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the Dart. Uh, the, you know, uh, American-made, 1,000-horsepower, in-house production car. The Demon. Demon, sorry, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, no one else is doing that. No, no. I don't, I don't, well, it was even like that in the 60s, though. I mean, you got to think about it. In 1965, Chrysler had a 426 Hemi. Yeah. That was the biggest period. You know, and then Ford came in with a 427. Chevrolet had a 396. Then Chevrolet yeah. had a 427. And then Dodge answered back with a 440 Magnum. Yeah, and a 440. I mean, there's so many things. And then 1970, Chevrolet shut it down with a 454 LS6. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Call me the bus driver because they took him to school. That's saying. it. But, I mean, where is it going to go from here, you know? I mean, and then we saw, like it seemed last year, Toyota brought 1,100-horsepower forerunner out. Or t- was Tundra. Yeah, I, exactly. And I'm just like, I mean, it's cool, but, I mean, it's just, hmm. Yeah, I mean, where is it going to go, though? Oh, you, you don't know. Where does it stop? I mean, they've mentioned a Hellcat Jeep now. I'll just be happy with a five, with a 6.4 Hemi and a Jeep. <laughs> yeah. Please. That would just be cool with side pipes Please. with cats. Please, yes, bring it back. That would be so killer. It would. I want a Golden Eagle Edition Jeep. But you know, and that turns our attention to um, this you know truck that GM bought, um, made for this year, the Z06 pickup, um, or as they're calling it, the you know it's a Silverado SS concept. It's Chevrolet's Viper truck. Chevrolet called it the Silverado Performance Concept, and they brought this out the same of this year, and this is what we've been waiting for this is a 5.3 truck that borrowed the supercharger off you know like lt1 lt4 that come in the z06 uh uh corvette or the zl1 camaro so it borrows that supercharger and slams it onto the 5.3 giving the truck an added 100 horsepower i mean this is awesome oh and up front you get six piston caliper brakes that's pretty cool yeah so and we're going to talk more about this truck. But we got speaking of putting on the brakes. Speaking of putting on the brakes, yes, we got to uh, take a commercial break. So, but we're going to cover this truck when we come back because this thing's just too cool not to talk about. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod, what's happening, dude? Man, I see you over there drooling all over that wet cement looking Chevrolet pickup truck. Oh, come on, man. What color do you call that? Shiny primer. Oh, it's shiny primer. This old shiny primer. Yeah, my, my dad used to hate on this that color too. He'd be like, that looks like primer. I'm like, no, nah, dad's cool. It's cool. Oh, it's that new cool color. And now I'm sitting back like, yeah, that looks kind of like primer. Kind of like my old man with any gray car. Yeah, they didn't have funeral home. Uh, is that the only color they had? Some was that old funeral home gray. Old funeral home gray. So a Z06 pickup is what Chevrolet brings to the table, and I like it. It is a cool truck, and I mean, I love to see Chevrolet stepping out because their customizing really leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. I drive a new Silverado, and I love them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a Chevrolet man. Heartbeat of America, like a rock, yada, yada. (laughs) But this is the thing. Like, when I bought my Chevrolet truck, they had the blackout version. Right. Midnight or whatever it was called. Mm Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Somebody needs to turn the lights out on that. <laughs> Second, which looks like a shiny work truck. Right. You know? All right. And then you have the Rally Edition, 
which is a red truck with black racing straps on it. Which, by the way, GM, if anybody is listening, please pull them racing stripes a little bit closer together. That foot gap in between them well, you looks like, I mean, terrible. I mean, I don't know. I don't realize how much. I mean, vinyl's not $30 a foot or anything. I mean... We're talking pennies, people. Let's put a couple. Let's put a couple more inches in there. Yeah, let's slide them together. Or yeah, I don't they know. got them like a foot and a half apart. It looks and, terrible, and I know why they did it because they're lazy. I think the design guy. Well, the hood's a little different on them, and I understand the, that. But. I don't care. The hood's a little different, and it misses the emblem on the tailgate. I get it. I understand it, but it's like the guy who was sitting over there design was like last minute for the meeting, and he's like. Man, this thing just needs something. I don't know. And he just scribbled some stripes on there. And then, like, no one checked it. They're like, okay, cool. It looks good. Let's, Let's go with it. Let's go with it. And that, and they have a Carhartt edition. Yeah. Of all the sexy things in the world, Ford's got King Ranch and you know, Eddie Bauer. And what do we have? We got Carhartt. And Toyota's got the. Uh, we, have t- we have tough construction bridges. <laughs> Toyota's got that odd. Uh, was it the 1794 edition or whatever? Well, it's a Texas edition, but yeah. And that thing is that thing is absolutely bad news. It's sixty thousand dollars. Well, it's like their uh, it's like their uh, the King Ranch of Toyotas. Yeah. So, but Chevrolet they answered back at SEMA final and finally produced a muscle truck worthy of calling a muscle truck. With this, now I'm not saying this is going in production. I pray to God it does, but um, with this Silverado SS kind of motif but they're calling it the silverado performance concept it's a street oriented truck that packs a supercharger upgrade brakes performance tires and some you know visual upgrades it's actually lowered a little bit too yeah it's lowered a little bit it's got some visual upgrades like body match mirrors and handles and bumpers and all that stuff just i mean just classy looking truck really i mean it's just a hot rod ltz pickup it really is um and now it's got the 5.3, like I said before, break. It's got the 5.3 with the supercharger on it. The supercharger is borrowed from the Camaro ZL1 or LT4 or the you know the Corvette Z06. And it puts it somewhere around 455 horsepower, which is very respectable out of the truck. And I'm sure you can turn the boost up on it because the little 5.3 can handle it. And you can gain some serious numbers out of this thing. Oh, yeah. So... I mean, you're talking about a very reserved truck, a very drivable truck that you could probably really turn out of the frame and, you know, I mean, It'd have be a, a lot great of fun. daily. Oh, it'd be an awesome daily. And just hear that supercharged wine all day. 22-inch brakes, you know, uh, Brembo, six, Brembo six-piston caliper brakes up front, 22-inch wheels, performance tires, and, you know. Didn't see any 4x4 badges on it either, so we're assuming it's a two-wheel drive, so we're assuming it's going to be a burnout monster. Woot. Which I'm all for that, too. But the thing's aggressive. I mean, it looks good, and they call it uh, satin steel gray is what they call it. or you Wet know, primer. Wet primer. Yeah. Not quite dry concrete. Yeah. But it's a subtly Tacky different... concrete. Yeah. It's a subtly different grill, uh, you know... The larger wheels. You can pull it up to a daycare. Kids are going to try to stick their hands in it. (laughs) Write their names with it. But it's got smoked headlights and taillights, you know, darkened window molds, and just gives it a little bit more aggressive look, you know? It looks like a damn headstone with wheels on it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. It's a supercharged headstone. (laughs) All it needs is like Smith down the side of it (laughs) and like the date. Uh, but it comes with a catback uh, exhaust system and a cold air intake. It's part of the package. Um, interior pieces such as suede steering wheel, carbon fiber looking gauges, um, 
carbon fiber, carbon fiber looking gauges. Well, no one uses real carbon fiber. We all know this. It's kind of like it's kind of like my pace car having wood looking. Dash. I would I would like. I mean, there's so many better ways of saying that. Instead, yeah. I mean, say sport gauges. Yeah. Instead of carbon fiber looking gauges. Well, they're foots or it's kind of like carbon fiber. It's kind of like the restaurant you're riding down the road. And it's got a sign that says "Good Food." Good is not a word I want you describing anything no. you're selling to me. No, I want. I don't great. want good. I, I want, want great. Superb, splendid. You know, what's your girlfriend look like? She's all right. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's great. She's beautiful. You don't say that. Good food. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I like it. I like that they're eating a more street truck, too. Because right now you got Ford with the, you know, the F-150 Raptor. Um, it's kind of an off-road edition. And then you got Dodge with the Dodge Rebel. That's a, a sad attempt at the Raptor. I say horrible more, attempt at the uh, Raptor. Horrible attempt. But that's what they're calling it. But I, I like that they're going with a more of a street vibe with this. I, I think it's a cool concept truck. I think it's awesome. It is awesome. It's a cool truck. I tell you what, speaking of another cool truck over at the Chevrolet camp, how about that 100th, 100th anniversary Silverado they restored? That thing was absolutely gorgeous. I was actually checking that truck out, and to my surprise, General Motors actually built a hot rod and didn't put an LS1 in it. It's what? got a carbureted small block in that truck. What? 100th anniversary badges on it. I'm like, yeah, open the hood, and it's got a holly on it, kids. <laughs> that put joy in old Rob's heart. And what year truck was that again? It was a 68. 68. Good year. Yeah, it's a good-looking truck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, that's actually crazy they used that, though, and went carburetor. You would think there'd be like LT4. Or something crazy in there. Yeah, I mean. Not even a throttle body I'm talking about. Just went old school with it. I'm telling you what. So, uh, what some of the other manufacturers bring to the table? Ford had a really neat setup. They actually have a licensed body. You know, keep in mind, United Pacific is, and, and uh, Dynacore have been popping out 67, 68 Mustang bodies right. for 10 years now. Right. But now Ford has an authorized reproduction 5.6 Fastback Mustang mm. steel body. Um, fastback Mustang by far sixty five sixty six is the most desirable of the fastbacks. Yes, it is. And now you have a Ford licensed body. So basically, you can now build a brand new sixty five sixty six fastback Mustang. Yes, sir. And it is a brand new Ford Mustang. It is well, it's a Ford license. Yeah, it'll be titled as a kit car, but right. it's, it's a Ford licensed car. But still, I mean, that's that's actually pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's very cool. That's unique, and, and I'm sure I would like to think they're probably not going to mass produce these things, or or it's going to be out of the normal person's budget. So there's not going to be a whole lot of these uh, floating around. No, no, no. I would say they're very pricey. I mean, these steel bodies aren't cheap by any stretch of the imagination. No, and, and that's another thing. It's a steel body car. It so. is a steel body. Now, something that's really cool about it too about Dynacore. While we're talking about that, do you realize they're making a '70 Chevelle coupe and convertible now? Reproduction. Interesting. Very, very cool there. Very, very. Now, if they'll make me a 71 with a 70 nose on it, I would be a happy person. That ain't no big deal. The bumper is the same. And the bumper is the same. You're right. Yeah, you swap the bad bumper on it, you're golden. Yep. Like the corral, kids. I mean, and I'm with you. I think it matches. I want four headlights and I want four round taillights. Yes. Yes, exactly. That makes no sense. You got four round headlights. They put two little, rec- yeah, two little rectangle Which, taillights in the back. They don't look bad. It's not horrible, but I think it would look the better round with, the round, with the round taillights. That's, that's just, the way to go. It's killer. Yeah, absolutely. And then they put four round taillights and put two in the front. Yeah, I mean, it just don't make sense. Kills me. And I hate that front end. with the When you got the round taillights and the front end on that Chevelle, 
I just think it's ugly. I, I've never been a one-two fan. I mean, they're okay. I mean, it's the same car virtually. But at the end of the day, a 70 is just where it's at. It really is. That's just a pre-car. 70, swap out the back bumper. It's 71. the kitten's mittens. <laughs> it's the kitten's mittens. It is the kitten's mittens, guys. I'm going to tell you. That's a good-looking car. And, I mean, the reproduction bodies are really neat. And, I mean, they've come a long way. And I guarantee you they're probably a little bit better off than they were back in the day. Actually, they're actually made of a little bit thinner gauge metal than factory. Well, I mean, it'll be a lighter car, but uh, tolerance is... Oh, tolerance is probably better. Yeah. I'm sure. Speaking of tolerating things, we got to tolerate another commercial break. Actually, it's top of the hour, so it's a pretty good one. But guys, stay tuned. Stick around. we got a lot more to talk about. A lot of action coming your way right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 